There's something I find quite bizarre, but really, really common. There's this sense that when someone is going through some tough circumstances, quite often you'll find in a, in a conversation, the other person in the conversation goes, oh, you reckon that's tough? Right? Like, I've had something even... There's this, there's this competition to who can have the toughest circumstance. It's so familiar, isn't it? Like, you all know what I'm talking about. There's this sense of badge or, you know, honour in, in having the tougher circumstance. And as much as I think it's bizarre... I actually relate to it too. There's times where I've gone, oh, you thought you had a hard week. Wait, wait to tell about my eye week. There's this one-upmanship that we have. And it, they're all often challenging circumstances. This past week, I spent some time with some kids that we've been talking about who clearly live in tough circumstances. Some don't live with mum or dad. Some have changed schools and had to meet new friends heaps of times. They just keep having to find new friends. Some struggle to control their anger and have just been branded as no good. They're just a waste of space because they're just angry all the time and can't control it. And some didn't want to leave camp because they don't have anything to look forward to after camp. But I also saw some buddies and staff in tough circumstances. For some, it was just a lack of quality sleep. But that can be tough. That's, that's tough when you've spent a week without much sleep. For a few, their campers fairly constantly said, I hate you and I want another buddy. Imagine having that said to you for five days straight. I hate you, I don't want to be with you, I want to be with anybody but you. And for a number, it didn't matter what they asked their camper to do, they had zero control. Didn't matter what they said, the camper wanted to do the opposite. That's some tough circumstances. These are just... Examples. But each person's tough circumstances are unique and tough in different ways without that comparison that we do. There's a guy called um, Nick, and I'm never going to spell his surname correct. Vucicic. Vucicic. Nick V. Now, some people went and saw him part last year, did they? Is that right? Well, there's this guy called Nick. He's got no arms or legs from birth, and they don't know why he was born without a, no arms or legs. He just has what he calls a, a chicken drumstick, which, which is just a little thing off the bottom of his hip, which, which you'll see. We're going to watch a video in a second. When you're in school, when you're growing up in life, it actually sort of matters to people how you look. And then it matters to you because it matters to others. And the fear that we have is that we're going to be alone that we're not good enough and you know we have to change ourselves and, you know so many people put me down and say Nick you look too weird and no one's really your friend and you can't do this and you can't do that and I couldn't change anything it's not like just fixing my hair one day and everything's fine I couldn't change my circumstance I couldn't just one day wake up and say hey give me arms and legs I need arms and legs it was so hard because people put me down and I started believing that I was not good enough I started believing that I was a failure that I'd never ever be somebody who people would like or people would accept. And it was so hard, man. I thought to myself, I, you know, I can't go on, the, go on the soccer field like everybody else and I can't ride my bike and I can't skateboard and all these sort of things. And I started getting depressed. I thought, what kind of purpose do I have to live? I mean, do you, are, are you just here to live to die? I mean, is there not a purpose for me? Is there not a purpose in life? And I had questions and no answers. And I asked my mum and dad, why did this happen? I asked doctors, why did this happen? And they, they don't know. 
There are some things in life that are out of your control that you can't change and you've got to live with. The choice that we have though is either to give up or keep on going. I want to ask you, what are you going to believe? Are you going to believe in yourself? Are you going to believe everybody else's judgment on you? How did I get from depressed to who I am today? Because I tell you, I was depressed. When I was age eight, I used to concentrate on the things I didn't have. I wish I had arms and legs, and I wish I could do this. But what can I do? You see, I have a choice. I can either be angry for not having arms and legs or be thankful for my chicken drumstick. And I'm traveling around the world. It, it's, it's amazing. But I had to ask myself a couple questions. And the first question was really, who am I? Who am I? I'm Nick Voyage, but who is that? Because there's nothing good about having no limbs. But I love my life. Do you want to know why? Because I've seen the purpose. When you see me for the first time, many of you felt sorry for me. Do you feel sorry for me anymore? No. Why? Because you know who I am. But don't you remember I have no arms and no legs? Would you want to be my friend? So for, for Nick, his question was, what purpose do I have to live? Nick's talking about hope. And it's a question that we, we all ask. What, what hope was there for Nick? And you see, in his circumstance, in the circumstance of these kids, in our lives, in everyone that we meet, quite often we get it twisted around the wrong way. We start with the situation. We start with the circumstance. We start with the position. And from that, we then decide where we're going. We start with the situation and we decide what direction we're heading based on that. And when you start with Nick's position, you go, you've got no arms, you've got no legs, so where's he heading? Nowhere. But what can you do without any arms or legs? We rely on them every day. What hope do we have? And yet, time and time again, God does the exact opposite. He does the exact opposite. Because he always starts with hope. He always starts with hope. And there's a phrase that I use that a number of you will have known. It's not about your position, it's about your direction. It's not about your position, it's about your direction. And with God, and we just sang about it, with God there is always hope. It doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter what position you're in, there is always hope. And the amazing thing is this applies in so many different ways in different places. We talk about repentance. Repentance is about turning around. You might have been facing and going your own way and you go, God, I recognize my own way is not right. I want to turn around and head towards you. You might be miles away from God, miles. And yet at that moment, you go, I now have hope because I'm heading towards God. And you look in the Bible, there's so many stories about how God has it the other way around. Not where you are, but where you're heading. Think about Noah. How many years, and I looked this up this last night, there isn't actually a number, but people have tried to calculate it. How many years did he spend getting mocked building a boat for something that no one believed was coming? It was 100 years between when he was told that uh, the flood was coming. They, they were guessing 20 to 40 years he spent getting mocked for something that's, that, that hasn't happened yet. But because of the way he was facing, he had hope that nobody else had. His circumstance was ridicule, but his obedience, because of his hope, meant that he saved 
humanity. Like that's pretty profound. Not because of where he was, but where he was facing. Abraham was the same. He was a nomad that couldn't have kids. He didn't have much hope in that circumstance, but because of his faith, he was pointing in a direction that says God is bigger than that. And he's a father of a nation because of where he's heading, his hope. David, King David, was a younger son. He was abused by his boss and had things thrown at him uh, to try and kill him. He was hunted by his enemies. He's stuffed up majorly by his lust. But he was not motivated by his position, the tough circumstances that he was in. He was motivated by a direction, by a hope that was greater than his circumstances. And God said he was a man after my heart. Because of his direction, because of the hope he had, not because of his circumstances. And this is what, this is what David sings. This is his prayer. So many are saying, God will never rescue him. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. I lay down and slept, yet I woke up in safety. For the Lord was watching over me. I am not afraid of 10,000 enemies who surround me on every side. What was his position? He's hiding in a cave, being hunted, not sure if he lays his head on the pillow, whether he'll wake up in the morning. And yet he can make this statement because he has hope beyond his situation. Peter shared a passage um, on, on devotion with the buddies on Tuesday. And it's amazing in the circumstance you're in where you can very, very easily look at the, the challenges, the hard things. That one-upmanship of, whoa, my life's tougher than your life. And yet in that, when you see the hope that God has placed in the scenario, there's a profound change to what motivates you. There's a profound change to what uh, inspires you. And this is the first part of the passage that he shared. It's from Philippians 4, verse 3 and 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. That sounds pretty cool. We try to do that fairly often. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. Every situation, every scenario, everything, no scenario is without hope. No scenario is without hope. And this week we've been reminded again and again, and the hard thing to let go of these kids is you can see the hope when you're with them. You can see the changes. But today, we don't know what that looks like. We can't see today. We could see Friday and Thursday and Wednesday, but we can't see today. Does that mean there's no longer hope for them? Absolutely not. There is hope that goes on, because, not because of their circumstance, but because of the direction that they've been shown this week. And we talk about those kids in, in isolation, but it's not just about those kids. It's about every person that we meet, every person that stirs us the wrong way, 
ourselves, our family. We need to rejoice that we can trust God no matter what the circumstances are. And, and I didn't actually chat to Heidi before today's service, but there was a real resonance in the sense that sometimes we can get discouraged and we forget to rejoice. Sometimes we can get discouraged and forget to be thankful. And sometimes we can get discouraged and forget to hope. But that's because we're looking at the position, not the direction. And so I really want to encourage you today that in your circumstance, whatever the challenge is, I'm not saying the challenge doesn't exist and we ignore it, but there is hope in that situation. But more than that, we've just been praying, or singing about this, this city. In every single relationship, conversation, whether it's a stranger you meet on the street when you're grabbing lunch after church, there is hope for them too. There is a hope that goes beyond what they're possibly capable of understanding right now. But we have a hope that's been deposited in us that we have an opportunity to share. And that is something that transcends our situation. It's, it's an amazing opportunity and it's an amazing idea that transforms the way you think about your circumstances. Because there is always hope. And sadly, we need people like Nick to say his t situation was tougher than mine, so maybe there's hope for me. But really the measure is not who's got the toughest situation. The measure is who is the God that carries us? Who is the God that we look to? Is he greater than the situation? Is he greater than the situation? And I think sometimes we struggle with that. We go, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But the testimonies of the, the people in the scripture and the people here too is that God is always, always, always a God of hope. Always. Even when the whole of mankind is up the creek without a paddle and deserted God, he still had hope in Noah. Even when Abraham wasn't able to have a family, God was able to create one. Time and time again, God provides hope where you look at the circumstances and say there's no hope. So can I get everyone just to stand up? I really want us to make this declaration something that we, that we stand on. And so physically standing helps remind us of what we're spiritually standing on. And that is God is a God of hope. Yeah? In every circumstance, every relationship, every situation, there is hope. And right now you might look at the circumstance or you might look at a friend's circumstance and go... I cannot see hope in that situation. Well, you know what's really good? You're not God. So you're not expected to see everything and understand everything. God hasn't asked that of you. But he has said, trust me. He has said, put your hope in me. Because that is where there's hope in this situation. Let's just pray. Lord, you are amazingly faithful. And Lord... As I've been reminded this week, time and time again, there's so much I don't know. There's little things that I see that make me uncertain and make me, make me worry or make me concerned or, or just unclear, Father. 
But in every single one of those situations, you can be trusted. You are faithful. And Lord God, in every single one of those situations, you ask us to rejoice. And that's often the last place that we want to be, to be thankful and rejoice. And yet, God, we rejoice not in the situation, but we rejoice in the direction. We rejoice in that there is hope. We rejoice in that there is a God that is, is, is abundantly more, abundantly more than the circumstances. And Father, for every single situation that comes to mind right now, Lord God, every single scenario, Lord, we ask that you would bring freedom to that place. We ask, Lord, that you would release those things into your care. Lord, we ask that you would bring hope where there is hopelessness. Lord, we ask where our understanding is clouded or confused or or just hopeless, Father, we ask that you would release that in Jesus' name, that you would bring freedom and hope and peace, Lord God, where there wasn't before. Not because the circumstances have changed, but because what we're looking at has changed, Lord God. Lord, I pray where, where there's, there's a real challenge to, to not see things um, as, as hopeless, Father. I pray that you would just bring, um, bring relief there, Father. Bring relief to those people that are struggling, Lord God. And Lord, we especially pray for those people we interact this coming week. Lord, we want to see hope just plastered all over them. We want to see every single person we interact with, with an amazing hope that you have deposited in them. Lord, Steve shared this morning about, about our identity, Lord God. We want to see the identity you created in each and every person we meet this week, Father. And Lord, we want to declare that over their lives. We want to encourage it. We want to raise it up. We want to help them see it too, Father. Give us boldness and courage, Lord, this week to see hope in people that we might not know or we know things that we don't want to know, Lord. Whatever the circumstance, Lord God, we know you bring hope. Lord, we want to be people of hope. We want people that see hope in every situation. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to pour out on us, Lord God. Raise our heads above the circumstances to you that we might be fixed, our eyes fixed on the author and perfecter of our faith. And we know you are a faithful God and provide. In Jesus' name, amen.